Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here and welcome to my Show Me The Science podcast. Now, um, this week, I've come across something as ever interesting and I hope people find what I tell you interesting. And it's a strange one in a way because it's about the immune system, which I work on a lot, of course, but it's to do with muscles and that connection from the immune system into muscles and how muscles work. And especially after you've taken exercise and how you recover from exercise actually involves the immune system. And I came across it. I was at a big conference um, recently in Cape Town, of all places. It was the big International Immunology Congress. And this happens every three years. Uh, We call it the Olympics of Immunology. 3,000 immunologists turned up for five days in Cape Town discussing all the breakthroughs and discoveries. Gave a talk myself for Ireland. I was the only Irish speaker at it. And um, it's a wonderful time because you you, you get new ideas going and collaborations and all sorts. But on the last day I was at it, uh, a woman called Diane Mathis gave this talk. Now Diane in my business is a very famous immunologist She's in Harvard and she's made so many spectacular discoveries. She won an award actually called the Menorini Award, uh, which is for women in science, a special award for women. And she won it and she gave a special presentation. And in her talk, she spoke about this. Now, just to say what I'm at it, I'm going off on a slight tangent. There was a great champagne reception after the award and we could all toast uh, toast Diane's uh, success. But she spoke about this aspect of the immune system and muscle. And that got me thinking. And I read a bit about muscle and muscle function and muscle recovery from exercise. And then I got into protein supplements. And that's part of the story that I want to tell you as well, because people take these supplements to try to build up muscles uh, and make muscles stronger and get a six pack and all that kind of thing. And that got me thinking, do they work and is there any science behind them? So the science of muscle is what we're going to talk about. Now, of course, it is all about proteins. Let's start with that, because proteins are very important building blocks of everything in your body, really. They do all the heavy lifting, literally. Uh, We call proteins the workhorses of life because proteins, they're enzymes that digest your food. Uh, They're in the immune system. Antibodies are made of proteins. They're signals, hormones, things like insulin are made of protein as well. And and many sort of biochemists, proteins were their key focus. And lots of work in the the 20th century was done on proteins. And of course, they're made of amino acids. And the amino acids all attached together in a big long string of like a string of beads where an amino acid is a bead. There are 20 amino acids that we know of. that that make up these proteins and a lot of work's gone into them but of course muscle is built mainly from proteins and the protein in a muscle is the thing that makes muscles work to contract and to you know be weight bearing and all the various things muscles do Uh, there's a special type of muscle in the heart called cardiac muscle which is slightly different from the one say in your arms which is called skeletal muscle but the important point is they're all made of proteins now what that means is you need protein in your diet because you take protein in, you break it down into amino acids and they're used then to make proteins in your body. And obviously you're gonna make proteins all the time because the proteins that you make go, go away after time. You know, they, they break down anyway, you know. So if you wanna keep your antibody levels high, you gotta have protein in your diet to keep making antibodies. It's just a fuel, if you like, to make more proteins. And nowhere is this more important than in muscle. And of course, we're using our muscles all the time. And when you use your muscles, to do things like move, um, you get what are called micro tears in the muscle. The microscope reveals them and they need to be repaired all the time. So it's a very dynamic process, this. The muscle is always having these micro tears and they keep getting patched up. And the patch that you make is made from protein. In other words, some of the protein gets degraded in the muscle when you use it and then you got to refresh it, as it were. And that's why you need 
protein in your diet to, to refresh the bit that's been damaged. Now, the um, amount we need every day, 0.8 grams per kilogram, is the amount of protein you need in your diet. Lots of studies have looked at the amount of protein being taken in, and it turns out that we're all, uh, many of us have, are taking in a bit too much protein, two or three times that. Now, it's not harmful. That's within a reasonable range. But, but the lower limit is 0.8 grams per kilogram. And, of course, the big question is, if you take more in, does it help build up more muscle? But before I get to that, let's talk about the micro tears because that's where the uh, the immunology comes in and two very recent discoveries. I mean, what amazes me is there's still people working on muscle. You would have think it would have all been worked out. But the micro tears get fixed in two ways. One is nuclei from cells in the muscle go in and they repair the micro tear. Now, nuclei contain the DNA. The DNA makes RNA and that makes more protein to fix up. The micro tears, like patches, is one analogy that's been used. And that was a big, that was a recent discovery that nuclei flood around the micro tear and then repair it. But Diane's discovery was at the micro tears, a special subtype of immune cell called T cells, which I often talk about, regulatory T cells, they're called, a subset of T cells go in and they help the repair process. And if you've no regulatory T cells, they've done this in, in mice initially, and you exercise the mice, the muscle can't repair and then the mice suffer because their muscles aren't getting restored following micro tears. And that was unexpected. No, nobody thought that a part of the immune system would go into the muscle and help repair it. And one consequence, I was chatting to her afterwards, uh, or after someone else after, after her talk, and we were speculating on this. So does that mean if you have an infection, you've got to be a bit careful? Because infection means the immune system is now distracted to fight the infection away from repairing the muscle. And the advice then is, and athletes notice, if you have an infection, you should take it easy. Don't overdo it because the recovery time will be longer. And the explanation for that could be you've less of these T cells going into the muscle to help the, the normal repair process. And that was one interesting thing. Now, there's, there's no evidence for that yet, but it may provide us with the evidence that we need that if you're an athlete, especially, and that's high impact stuff we're talking about mainly here, uh, and you have an infection, take it easy take a day off because your muscle will take longer to recover because these regulatory T-cells are distracted away from that repair function and that was the, uh, the new science around that. Now what about supplements? We should definitely talk about that because I then came across stuff on that as well and again lots of science has gone into this uh, there's many supplements available if you go into your health food shop or even in supermarkets you'll see tubs of protein that you can take in different forms and uh, it turns out only two have been scientifically shown to help. Now, when I say help, I mean if you're taking lots of exercise and let's say you're going to the gym four or five times a week, if you take a supplement, that will help build up the muscle mass and help you get that perfect body. So we're talking the high impact end and two things are useful in terms of building muscle mass if you take, only if you take lots of exercise. First of all, guess what? Whole food is the term they use. What that means is natural protein. It could be meat, a steak, it could be eggs. These are very rich in protein. It could be fish. Yeah, that's the first place to go because it's natural and that works. That helps build up the muscle. And then the second one is a thing called creatine. Now creatine is in many supplements. You'll see it. And that's been shown to help as well. Now what is creatine? Creatine is an amino acid, actually. And I mentioned amino acids already, but this, it's got a very special function. Its job is to help the levels of ATP 
be maintained. Now, anybody listening who's a biochemist will have heard of ATP. ATP is the energy currency of all of life. It's like the batteries that we use to get the power. Uh, and muscle uses lots of ATP because obviously muscle is a huge thing for energy and then you'll use your muscles, you'll burn loads of ATP in your muscle. And creatine tops up the ATP. Because when you burn ATP, it gets turned into ADP. Now ATP stands for adenosine triphosphate, a phosphate group. Triphosphate means three phosphates. One of the phosphates is, is, is uh, clipped off and that generates adenosine diphosphate. And in that reaction, energy is captured. And that's the source of the energy to make muscles. It's the battery, if you like, to make muscles work. What creatine does is it turns the ADP back into ATP. I won't go into the detail because it's quite complicated biochemically. But the bottom line is creatine will help restore ATP by turning ADP back into ATP. So if you take creatine, it helps that ATP to be restored. And then if you take a supplement with creatine, especially if you're doing loads of exercise, it'll help build up the muscle by providing the ATP. And uh, now the effect is interesting. It's about a 10% benefit if you take it, isn't it? So not, not a huge effect, but that 10% can help, you know, build muscle mass. And that's significant, I guess. And that's the one that's been scientifically shown to have this effect. Uh, the second thing, of course, is it will help the recovery process a bit more because the micro tears, to fix those, you need ATP to fuel that as well. So if you're keeping ATP levels up, you should be able to repair these micro tears more readily. And then remember, when you fix the micro tear, you're building more muscle tissue anyway in the fixing of the micro tear. So imagine someone who's taking exercise four or five times a week in the gym. Uh, they're micro tearing away. Those tears are being fixed. And as they fix the micro tear, the muscle mass builds is the idea. And creatine will help that process. And so will whole food. And then you build up the muscle mass. If you exercise only two or three, a study has shown this, by the way, uh, they took two groups, and we like this in science. They took a group who they gave creatine to, and one were given a placebo. Both groups exercised. If they only exercised twice a week, there was no effect of the creatine. If they exercised four or five times a week, then they saw the increase, a slight increase in muscle mass if you took the creatine. So again, it's it's, it's more to do with that sort of um, high end of exercise, I guess, is what, what that tells us. And then the other thing to say is... Um, if you go into a health food shop or whatever, what should you buy is a big question. It's not regulated like pharmaceuticals. So the people who put these supplements on shelves, they aren't being monitored as closely as a medicine would be. And some studies rather worryingly have shown there can be levels of heavy metals in some of these supplements. Some of them contain single amino acids as opposed to amino acids in a protein. And these aren't great. I mean, that, that doesn't really help. Just having single amino acids, it turns out. You need to take in the intact protein and then break it down to release the amino acids. And sometimes the protein content is given as total amino acids. And if a lot of that is free amino acids, then you're being sold as like pup, you might say, because it isn't actual protein that's being measured. So there's a couple of things to watch for there, especially the heavy metal bit. Now, there's obviously very reputable protein supplements available that would have been tested for this, so that's fine. Things like whey, which we get from cheese, really, that's a good source uh, of protein, of amino acids, of course. Casein is another one. But there isn't much science. Not, nobody's done a systematic analysis on whether they allow you to build muscle mass as opposed to say at least that I've come across in my reading if anybody's come across it do let me know uh, compared to creatine where it has been shown to have these effects one thing to say as well is if um, if someone is, is malnourished of course they might want to take a protein supplement uh, if people are older often they're advised to take the odd protein shake and that's good as well and the last group to consider are the vegans 
So vegans do not take any animal products and the best source of protein out there are animal products. There is protein, of course, things like lentils, seeds and nuts and so on can be rich in protein, it's fine, so vegans can take a supply. But sometimes they're creatine deficient, vegans, because there's not enough creatine in nuts and seeds and so on and therefore vegans sometimes take a creatine supplement and that can be advised as well because if you haven't got enough protein you won't thrive you won't do well so it's important to keep your this 0.8 grams per kilogram number and then creatine is an aspect of that as well so vegans sometimes take a supplement to make sure that they uh, they keep their creatine levels up to allow this repair process to happen so overall therefore the science of muscle tells us or proteins uh, and muscles tells us the following um, you need your immune system to to fix the micro terrace when you exercise secondly creatine has been shown to be beneficial but the best thing of all is a whole food diet when you take normal sources of nutrition into your diet that's probably the, the safest and best way to keep your muscle mass up as you exercise and remember exercise is always beneficial and even if you're infected mild exercise is okay it's the high impact stuff that might distract the regulatory t-cells away from the muscle and therefore slow down muscle repair there you have it this week's topic the science of muscle and supplements and as ever thanks very much for listening and my podcast is available for download every thursday and it's a news talk production